know her, where we from, this shit get realer If I put it in my song, tell me do it, mean I death She don't know she wanna fuck on me or going for my niggas But I ain't trippin', do myself a favor, let my mans hit her How the fuck she gon' respect me, she ain't got no father figure Put it down like Ash and Jashin', but I ain't no hillbilly Yeah, we from the same city, but I ain't vouchin' for them niggas I, I never cap, I only hang around them drug dealers Big ol' blicker, make them freeze up his ass Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. This is a NFL Sunday recap edition of the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. I'm going to just be kind of, you know, giving it up on what I saw this Sunday. I'll go into Thursday night's game, and um, I'll also give my two cents on previewing Monday night's game, which is going to be in Mexico City, so that should be exciting in itself. But I just wanted to start plain and simple with Sunday night football. I mean, we saw a great game between two two top AFC contenders going into the season. And at this point of the season, we see, you know, the Chargers struggling, sitting at five and five, looking 500 right in the face. And the Chiefs, the owners of the AFC West for the last however many years, uh, are still that. And the Travis Kelsey best tight end of all time conversation has to be sparked in a lot of rooms. Um, you know, he's up there with the Tony Gonzalez, with the Antonio Gates, with the Shannon Sharps of the world. It's funny because I was having a debate on a Twitter spaces a few weeks back and, um, we were talking about the best tight end in the league and I'm arguing, you know, Sir Kelsey and I'm hearing Greg Kittle's possibly that guy. And with no disrespect or any discredit to Greg Kittle because he is a top tight end in this league. He can do it all. He can pass block. He can uh, run block. He can catch the ball. He can run after the catch. He's one of the more physical, if not the most physical tight ends in the league, and he's a smart guy. That just puts how good Travis Kelsey is into perspective when I say he's the best tight end in the league and quite possibly the best tight end the NFL has ever seen. He just passed uh, 32 games. Now he's at 33 games with over 100 yards receiving in uh, NFL history. I think that's number one. He had three touchdowns tonight, and he just continues to show. I mean, you know, on a, on a game-winning drive, beating Derwin James, one of the better safeties in this league, he made it look like like cake, you know? And, and the fact that the Chiefs, are, it's like the new Aaron Rodgers situation. You remember when Aaron Rodgers would get the ball with 50 seconds left and it was like, ha-ha, joke's on you. You left too much time on the clock. Cowboys fans know about that one. Shout out to Cowboys, by the way. Put up a whooping on the road. I'm going to get into that. But, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, you just figure when they're down, <laughs> there better be 10 seconds on that clock, no timeouts for the Chiefs for you to kind of think that this one's over or there's no chance because as it stands right now if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball back and time on the clock he's gonna go down and score we saw it in the AFC championship game um which amazing game obviously we saw it tonight and we saw it a few times uh in between so it started off good for the the five and five chargers came out, scored their touchdown, uh, opening drive. Then they got a field goal. Then they got another touchdown. 
and they went into the half feeling good about themselves, right? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best first half they've had all season, but it was a promising first half versus a team that they felt they're going to have to you know put some points on the board to uh, <laughs> to keep up, and they did. To their credit, they went and had a great game. Justin Herbert, you know, came down the stretch late, made some great throws late. Keenan Allen coming back from his injury had some clutch catches, a clutch block to set up a game-winning touchdown or what they thought would be the game-winning touchdown drive, only to end in, you know, sadness because, again, they left way too much time on the clock for uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. But Eckler in this game, you know, you got to give him his credit. You just see him all all over the field, whether he's running the ball, whether he's catching the ball, there there seems to be no way to really stop this guy and you know he he had those 83 yards rushing and he only had 17 yards receiving but the crucial first downs the big touchdown he got his team you know and and he's just a spark on that offense that they've been missing Josh Palmer had a big game with eight catches and 106 yards uh and two touchdowns and that was the the touchdown the second touchdown was the one that they thought was the game winner up until Patrick Mahomes and his 330 yards and three touchdowns, all which went to Kelsey with 115 yards today, 10 targets, six catches. I mean, you know, what more could you ask for from these guys? Their next leading receiver had 67 yards and their their starting running back, Jarek McKinnon, he had 24 yards rushing. So it, it wasn't anything overly special that the Chiefs were doing. It was kind of, you know, regular Chiefs football. And then it got down to that fourth quarter and it got down to the final two minutes. And that's where you really saw, you know, the Chiefs put that pep in their step because there was a crucial, crucial fumble that Keenan Allen had. And it was going to prove to be costly. But right after that, I believe it was Pacheco went and fumbled himself and that kind of uh forget the word but it just xed out the mistake that keenan allen made chargers go down and score off of that and then that uh that uh just sets up the eight and two chiefs get their game winning drive on and what's confusing to me is that the chiefs had a few drives before this game winning drive uh, that stalled out that they weren't able to you know get it down the field exactly how they how they wanted to but it's just crazy to see that when the game's on the line when you know the pressure's on they just get better they look smarter than the other team they look faster they look uh hungrier than the other team and obviously Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the National Football League he just does his thing and and when you have a guy like him, you know as a defense you can only hope for the best as good as a defense you want to play um, the Chiefs, to me, are the best team in the NFL right now. I think that they're the Super Bowl favorites, in my opinion. You know, you have teams like the Dolphins. You have teams like the 49ers, even. You have teams like the Bills who, you know, got their way back today. And and we're seeing a little different Josh Allen than, than last year's Josh Allen. So that's also something to keep an eye on. But uh, the Bills, nonetheless, still did go and get that win today. So... Um, you got to chalk them up, but you got to give the chiefs a lot of credit here, making a comeback win, uh, final minute, 
it, it's just there's nothing more you can say at this point when it comes to uh, Kansas City. As far as the four o'clock window, again, I did say shout out to Cowboys because 40 to three, I'm not going to spend too much time here, but all you got to know is that Dak Prescott came in through two, uh, 276, two touchdowns with a QB rating of 139.3, 22 of 25. But the big key in this game was Tony Pollard. I mean, 80 yards rushing. 109 yards receiving. He had two touchdowns. It was a 68-yard touchdown uh, catch that he had. It was in stride. He didn't get touched. And he had two touchdowns in the air. So it's it's real impressive when, you know, your number one receiver goes five for, for 45 yards and only five targets, and your starting running back goes for 109 yards and also rushes for 80. Um Zeke had two big touchdowns. You put him in that goal line situation. But this was just all about the Cowboys defense really, really, really shutting down Kirk Cousins, you know, Dirk Cousins, whatever they call him, Lil Kirk, Kirk Cuh. You see him with the chains on when they win, you know, celebrating on the team playing and and fair enough. But he got sacked seven times tonight and he only completed 12 passes 105 yards 12 completions Dalvin Cook only had 72 on the ground no touchdowns and it led to TJ Hawkinson being their biggest receiver today at 34 yards and Justin Jefferson at 33 yards with only three receptions only five targets so you got to give a lot of credit to that uh to that Cowboys defense Micah Parsons showing in the first quarter. I don't know if – I think it might have been the first drive where he had that uh, strip sack. You know, he had two this game. And and you start to wonder, are the are the Vikings fraud? Like, what's going on there? Because they are sitting at 8-2, and two and, you know, they, they have had some – some good wins. We saw last week's crazy win against the <laughs> against the Bills and in what was maybe the most exciting game of the season. Uh, tonight's game was definitely up there as well, but last week's game versus the Bills, uh, the Vikings put up some, some crazy plays to go and win that game. Uh, we also saw a catch of the year. Uh, catch of the year. I'm not going to say candidate. Right now, Justin Jefferson on 4th and 18 getting that ball last week was catch of the year. But uh, – this week they couldn't come out with that fire, you know that 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 fire that they came out with all season, um, only losing to the Eagles, who only have one loss on their record after beating the Colts today. It was just very displeasing to see the Vikings come out at home and let this Cowboys team, who's seven and three, and we got to we got to start putting some respect on the Cowboys because guess what, the NFC East is is stacked this year, and I think there's a Thursday night game with the Cowboys playing. Uh, is it the Giants? Let me double check that. Cowboys Giants at 4.30. Thanksgiving night. And this is going to put the winner in second place of the division right behind Philadelphia. And the interesting thing is that the Giants already lost to the Cowboys and the Giants were at home. So the Giants need to go on the road versus <laughs> one of the best teams in the NFL a hot team right now who got their starting quarterback back. And they got to go steal a division win. It's not going to be easy, but is it doable? Sure enough. 
it was very underwhelming to see the Giants take a loss to the Lions today with the defense they have and as many with as many points that they've let up. They only let the Giants score 18 points today. So, you know, we're going to have to see some 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 reboot if we want to if we want to, you know, try to take over second place Giants or G-men, you know. The last Giants win that was uh you know, I'd say "quote unquote" respectable was versus the Ravens, and that was a twenty-four twenty final. They've since beat the Jaguars, lost to the Seahawks, beat the Texans, and lost to the Lions. So you know, you got next week and the following week. Matter of fact, the next four weeks are going to kind of sim or sum, I should say, the Giants' season: Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles commanders how are the giants going to respond to a loss to one of the nfl's worst teams they're going to have to come out versus a really really tough divisional opponent and smack them in the mouth then they're going to have to go back home for two games versus the commanders and this nfc east we know it's always tough battles no matter the record of each team that season no matter what's going on when the NFC East plays each other, it's set to be a good matchup. So, you know, that's something for the Giants to look out for. These next four weeks can really uh, sum up their season and hopefully for the better. You know, I love when the Giants are good at uh, doing good. It, it makes it makes football fun. So who knows? What I do know is that my Indianapolis Colts, boy, listen, Jeff Saturday, I didn't get no thoughts out on Jeff Saturday's hire. I, I, I haven't recorded in a little bit. Um, so I do apologize, but shout out to Jeff Saturday. I mean, I'm not going to hate on him for, you know, getting a call from his previous owner who has the utmost trust and respect for him to say, listen, I think you got, I think you're the guy to lead my group of guys in the right direction, at least for the rest of the season. I understand you don't have any experience. I understand that this is going to be a lot of ridicule behind this. However, we're going to keep it in-house. We're not going to listen to the noise, and we're going to do what we have to do to finish off this season and um, you know, not embarrass ourselves as much as we have. Jeff Saturday came in last week, got us the dub. He didn't get us the dub, but you know what I mean. He, we got the dub this week. I mean, it's it, it's... The offense is so bad. Not even Park Frazier can make the calls. It's predictable. It there there aren't enough skill player weapons that are a threat to the defenses where they have to respect. And Matt Ryan, as accurate as he is, and you know, as 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 smart as he is as a quarterback in this league, the age is just there, and he's just immobile. He gets touched and he falls. He loses his balance. It's a sack, you know, and that third and goal play where there was a face mask and it wasn't called. That's not the excuse because we can't expect to go out on a Sunday versus the league's best team and put up less than 20 points. 
Less than 20 points. We can't expect to put up less than 20 points and beat the league's best team. So, I mean, if you would have told me the Colts are only going to score 16, uh, I wouldn't have even thought it would have been a game. But thankfully, on the defensive side of the ball, whole nother story. It's really night and day. And I want to give a lot of credit to the Colts defense, Bobby Okariki, uh, Okereke, uh, Stephon Gilmore having a great season, DeForest Buckner and Yannick Ngakwe having some good games. Um, man, it, it's just like it's such a disservice to your off to your defense when your offense is just three and out, three and out, three and out, can't get it going. There was parts of this game where I felt like Jonathan Taylor might run for 150 yards. It's like, oh, shit, he might have a really good game today. But it just became so predictable, and the offensive line just got beat up, and after time, uh, we started causing the mental mistakes as Philly was doing early in the game. And the tables just turned completely and did a 180. And guess what? Late in the game, you know, what was it? Third and goal, I believe. Jalen Hurts runs it in. And I just give a lot of credit. Jalen Hurts was not expected to be this good this early. I don't even think people were thinking he was going to be, you know, the starting quarterback for the Eagles in his second or third year in the league. So, uh He's playing MVP-like football. I don't think he would win the award just based off the fact that, you know, his defense is playing amazing. There's a lot of skill guys on that team. And Tua Tugavailoa is, is, you know, in the runs for this. Josh Allen's also in the run for it. So I don't know that they would look at Hurts and, and truly give him that award. But he definitely deserves the talks, you know. And f- the fact that he even deserves or is in MVP conversation is – I think the best thing the Eagles fans can can dream for. You have your quarterback you drafted. Um, man, he's got heart. He's tough, right? He he only cares about winning and the success of his team. He stays out of the light. You know, if you ask me, that's QB one franchise guy right there. So shout out to Jalen Hurts. That was a that was a gritty win because they started off like I said, man. The Eagles started off real slow and uh, they weren't able to get it going lost the turnover battle and everything, and threw for under 100, uh, excuse me, threw for under 200 yards. But guess what? Like I said, when the when your opponent only scores 16 points, you ain't got to do too much more about that. So that was that one. Um, man, Ravens-Panthers, that, that was a such a boring game. And, and, you know, this Lamar Jackson thing is getting interesting. 24 of 33, 200 yards, 209 yards and a pick. Only ran for 31 yards, had a rushing touchdown. But man, I mean, we have seen the Panthers defense step up in recent weeks. I'll I'll give them that. Although their offense isn't following much behind. They got uh, Baker Mayfield starting up. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. They start Baker Mayfield again. He threw for under 200 yards and two interceptions. Got sacked four times. This Ravens team just doesn't look like they can get into that flow. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not too sure. The defense looks good, obviously. Forced the two turnovers. It was the Panthers, so I don't want to just you know over overdo it. But 13 points on Carolina. I'm afraid that's not going to cut it in this tough AFC where you got teams like the Dolphins putting up points. Again, you got teams like even the Jets. Not that they're putting up points because today we saw, but they have been playing good this season and almost beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens earlier this season. Um, a lot of teams in this AFC, Bills, where you just think, hey, I don't know 
I don't know that the Ravens are going to have a good playoff outing if, in fact, they make it there, right? So that was that. Matthew Stafford got hurt, concussion, and, uh, you know, that led to Andy Dalton being able to (laughs) – Andy Dalton was able to go out there and throw for three touchdowns and 260 yards. I want to say one thing about this game, and it really has nothing to do with this game specifically, but Alvin Kamara, what's going on? Like, I need somebody to fill me in with this situation. What's going on with Alvin Kamara? Why doesn't he look the same from years past? I know he has that, you know, open court case or whatever the case is going on. And he had, you know, that incident in the casino. But, man, he was literally a top fantasy back, back-to-back years. And we're just, I mean, this is the new NFL, and it's been this way for some time. But, you know, running back's exp- expiration date is a little quicker these days. But I didn't think Alvin Kamara was going to come out and, and play so poorly this year. I just, I just don't understand you know they clearly don't trust him to be the number one running back through the holes they only gave him 12 attempts today and he only ran for 42 yards so something's going on and i'm not sure what it is but shout out to chris olave did have a five reception 100 yard game with a touchdown um with his six targets so you know it's good to see andy dalton getting back on the winning on the winning side of things but Listen to this. Your Super Bowl champion Rams, three and seven right now. And they're looking at early exit. They're looking at an early exit to this regular season because they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. But this is bad. In Foxborough, <laughs> it wasn't Mac Jones that, that saved the day for the Patriots. I'll tell you that. It was Marcus Jones. And he had a punt return touchdown with, say, 15 seconds left or so on the clock. It's not the Giants, but it is a New York team. The Jets now know what the Giants felt like when Deshaun Jackson ran back that punt return to win the game. It must be one of the worst feelings ever because, first of all, if you're a fan watching this game, there's no way in hell you're expecting a punt return touchdown, especially after the 60 minutes or 59 minutes and however many seconds you just watched of this whole thing, right? Uh, man, it was it was it was bad. It was just a lot of bad offense. And Zach Wilson has clearly shown he is not him. Zach Wilson is not him, and the Jets are gonna have to figure something out because he's gonna hold them back as long as he's their starting quarterback. I joked with Kev. Kev's a Jets fan, and he's expressed to me his displeasure with the Zach Wilson situation today. But we were talking about there's 31 other team, uh, other quarterbacks that would have won this game. I said there's 32 because there's backups that would have won this game. There might be 33, 34 quarterbacks in this league right now that would have helped the Jets win that game tonight, uh, you know, this afternoon. But... Zach Wilson, you know, it's, 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 it's the elephant in the room has to be addressed sooner or later. Nine attempts, uh, excuse me, nine completions for 77 yards. And then he's your leading rusher with 26 yards. They had just over a hundred yards of total offense. Unacceptable, unacceptable. Eight carries for, for Michael Carter. 
And give credit to the Patriots' defense. I mean, we saw what they did to Indianapolis <laughs> in, in Sam Ellinger's first start, or second start, first start on the road. It's tough. It's tough. Matthew Judon over there with the with the sack count number that, that's probably plus over 10 or so right now. But this isn't the first time we've seen these type of this type of performance from Zach Wilson. And that's you know, that's the problem. The last time he played the Patriots through three interceptions, everybody was saying he looks like the worst quarterback in the league. This time, I mean shit. I think they dropped three interceptions today. And just like, I guess, when Tua had that game where there was a bunch of dropped interceptions and the football gods saved him. Listen, we the film is the film. And Tua doesn't go every week making erratic throws. Uh, he doesn't make bad decisions. So we, we cannot compare it. We cannot. You're missing wide open guys, Zach Wilson. Uh... You're throwing into double coverage. You're not seeing the whole field. And it's just it's just deflating for a Jets team who has elite talent uh, at, at the cornerback level. They have a great rookie they drafted. And it just sucks that, you know, obviously Brees Hall gets hurt and tears his ACL and, you know, kind of screws them out of their own season. But the Bills and Browns game. Uh, it wasn't a boring game, but I think watching Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> I'm a Colts fan, so me having to sit and watch Jacoby Brissett is just, it's, it's never going to be an amazing time because uh, you're only going to get so much. And he has the potential to do so much more. We're just never going to see it. But the Bills did take care of business. They pushed to 7-3. and three. They're in third place, if I'm not mistaken, in that, uh, or in second place, excuse me, in that AFC East. And there was times where in this game, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen weren't hooking up. He didn't even look his way. And I think Diggs had like a heart-to-heart with one of the coaches. I think it was McDermott. And uh, short after that, he gets his his first catch, and it's a touchdown. And I think that that just kind of opened things up for them and got them back on track. But the Buffalo Bills were set to play this game, you know, at home. Unfortunately, <laughs> it snowed six feet of snow in Orchard Park in that Buffalo area. So they had to move the game to uh, Detroit. And they're going to play the Lions on Thursday. So they played this home game, quote unquote, in Detroit versus the Browns, got their dub. And uh, they're going to have to, I wonder if they fly back home with the storm going or if they're just going to stay in Detroit for their Thursday matchup at one o'clock with the, with the lions. So um, I'm expecting them to get that win next week as well, you know, Thursday, but uh, it, it was a good win for, for a team that needed it because last week, you know, it was just like, what the hell is going on? And, and starting the day to day, you look at Josh Allen, he just doesn't look the same. You're like, yo, is this the MVP candidate? Is this the guy that we thought was going to run the entire league? Is this the guy? Th- th- is this the guy who, or is this the guy who threw two red zone interceptions in back to back games? You know, um, but no, like I said, you you got to give credit where it's due. And Josh Allen came out today. It's not like he was on fire. You know, he only had one touchdown, threw for under two hundred yards, but he didn't 
didn't, 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 didn't turn the ball over. And to me, that's a big win and a big part of why Buffalo won. Cleveland had a shot late, get that onside kick. Ronnie Harrison wasn't able to keep his hands on it, so it went out of bounds. So um, Devin Singletary and James Cook both had 86 yards in the backfield, and that really led them that, you know, 170 yards rushing, uh, it's going to be tough to beat anybody with that stat line. So shout out to the Bills. They're moving on up. And uh, Texans, Commanders, we ain't doing none of that. Davis Mills threw a pick six. Kendall Fuller got a pick six. So Coolio, we saw Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is interesting here because, I mean, he's still a top dog in the in the in the league, right? And he's still got to be top three at his position, if not number one. I'm not saying he's not the best. I know Tyree Kill is putting up insane numbers this year, and Tyree Kill can make the argument that he's the best. So uh, when you look at these elite wide receivers, I mean, you see what Tyreek Hill is doing literally in Miami, and you see that him and Tua have a special connection and haven't lost when Tua is their starter. But on the other hand, I mean, Derek Carr, you would think he and Adams have that special connection being former uh, college teammates at Fresno. But I don't know, man. This season has just been has just been disappointing to say the least. I was going to say underwhelming, but disappointing to say the least. Raiders got their third win of the season, and uh, the Broncos now fall to 3-7, and seven, which they're having a more disappointing season because they're paying their quarterback <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're getting, you know, fourth, fifth-round QB numbers as a rookie. So I'm trying to make it make sense for the Russell Wilson thing. I keep saying, you know, next week will be better, next week will be better. But 16 points against the Las Vegas Raiders who's struggling this year, uh, not going to cut it, man. Not going to cut it. We got to see what's going on. I, I got to get Jerry Judy out of there. Free my boy Jerry Judy from Broward County. Um, get him on a, on a team with a competent quarterback this year who can really get him the ball and, and make a playoff run. On the other side, like I said, Devontae Adams is him. 35-yard touchdown, walk-off style in overtime, uh, lifted the Raiders over the Broncos. And then in Pittsburgh, it was it was it was a little tough. It was a little tough, but Samaje P. Ryan scored three touchdowns today. And that was after Joe Mixon got hurt. You know, Jamar Chase. You know, him being out, that's uh, we figure that's a huge blow to this offense. You know, they don't this is not a, a run first offense. This isn't even a run third offense like this team is going to come out and throw the ball. So thankfully, Samaji Piran with the. Uh, with the 30 carries, you know, it, it held them over. But he really shined in that pass game with his 52 yards, four catches, and three touchdowns. Joe Burrow threw for over 350 yards today and had four touchdowns. Granted, he did turn the ball over twice, two interceptions. He's got to clean that up because, you know, it's not going to fly in the playoffs. The thing about this Bengals team is that sitting at 6-4 and four right now, you know, we've seen them start slow this year and then just kind of take off. And they're at that point where... I think they're still ascending, but it's at a slower rate now. They're just going to have to clean up a lot of the act 
Um, Joe Burrow's not going to be able to go and throw, you know, two interceptions versus another team with a better offense. Kenny Pickett really struggled today. And, um, you know, he was only able to throw for 265 yards, 25 of 42 and one touchdown with a QBR of 62 and an 85.9 quarterback rating. You know, that that's that's underwhelming. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when you trade your number one wide receiver and, uh, you know, you put the trust in the rookie. It's it's not always going to look cute, but they still managed to score 30 points. They still managed to do that. Pittsburgh's defense just wasn't able to contain, uh, you know, T. Higgins with a monster day, nine receptions, 148 yards. If you can't stop one of those number one wide receivers, you're going to be in for a treat when you play the Bengals. So that's something to keep an eye out for. And, um, you know, before we get out of here, the Falcons-Bears game was interesting. Cordell Patterson has now the most kick return touchdowns in NFL history. So I got to give credit there. He's not my number one kick returner or special teams player. I saw a tweet, Greg Rosenthal saying that he is the number one guy, but I'm not going to be able to to agree. My guy, Devin Hester, out of the U, drafted to the Bears, you know, and played with the Falcons himself. He's he's really, really that guy. But shout out to Cordero Patterson doing it on all phases. He plays special teams. He plays running back. He used to play wide receiver. And I'm sure if they let him, he would play defense because he's a physical guy. Um, he only had his 52 yards, you know, on the ground today. But guess what? They didn't need much to get it going. 131 yards, 13 of 20, one touchdown. That's all the Falcons needed. And, uh, you know, having 150 yards rushing really did help beat the Bears. They picked off Justin Fields late. He only threw for 153 yards. You know, the the rushing thing is amazing, and, and he is one of the best rushing quarterbacks we've seen, Justin Fields. And I love it. And I think he's only getting better. I think it's still early. He's just got to clean things up. The throws that he misses, the wide-open touchdowns that he misses – it's, it's inexcusable at this point. So he's going to have to grow through that, which I believe he will because he does have the special arm talent and um, his legs are going to save him for now. However, you know, the Bears at three and eight, it ain't looking good. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then I'll just recap quickly here the Titans-Packers game that was on Thursday night. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers with, again, I'll use this U word, but underwhelming performance. You know, it was two touchdown night, only threw for 227 yards. Didn't pick, didn't, uh, didn't get picked off, but man, you know, it's just not a lot going on. You'd like to see AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones get more than a combined 18 carries, right? For 53 yards. You got to start looking at everybody in Green Bay. You know, we know that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing like the old Aaron Rodgers. We know the team's a little banged up. A little is not a little. It's a, it's a lot. And we also know that Matt LaFleur has been some has made some questionable calls in these games. So, everything's up 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 to look at in Green Bay, but you know, Tennessee was able to go and move themselves to a quiet a quiet 7 and 3 you know, having a, a good grip on that AFC. Ryan Tannehill went through for 333 yards, 22 of 27, two touchdowns, one interception, but had a quarterback rating of 127. 
Derrick Henry looked like he was going to go for the 150-yard night, settled at 87 and a touchdown. And Traylon Burks coming off the IR to a seven-reception, 111-yard game. You got to give credit where credit is due. So, I mean, that's Sunday night football. You know, this is, it's, it's what, 1.45 a.m. now on Monday morning. I wanted to get this out to you guys, just give my thoughts. Uh, look forward to hearing these recaps, whether it be me by myself, me uh, joined by, you know, my co-producer, Small Town EP, or my co-host, uh, Kev, or even a special guest. If you're interested in getting on the podcast and sharing your thoughts after a long Sunday football and you want to uh, express some things, get at me. Hit us up at ATS Pod on Twitter. Just send a DM and we'll love to talk, man. So um, I appreciate everybody for taking their time to listen to me, get my thoughts off, and uh, I, I wish you a blessed day.